rabbit hole once and that was a disaster i was like oh, where am i now like you just hear i don't know especially when you get to like sightless asmr where you really don't get to see what's making the sound Ooh. you just hear it and like there's all kinds of weird shit that kind of gives me like shivers on my spine like uh uh this isn't the context of the episode, obviously, but, you know, like whisper vocals can now exist and never could exist in the past. If you think of times like Shakespearean where you had like a an amphitheater and mm. you had to be very loud and project to get your point across, you could never be a whisper vocalist. There would be no such thing because you wouldn't be able to hear them. So now we have microphones with hypersensitivity and now you got people like, like, that's a whole new thing. Oh, my God. You, you, Isn't that weird? The only thing I know that does that is the whisper song. Was the one that I just said? Yeah. Hey, little mama, let me whisper mm-hmm. in your ear. Yeah. But that was pretty much a deck, like a flag in the sand. Like, we can do oh, this yeah. now. That's spot on. And I never really thought about how strange that was until It you, affects your you hair. It. Like, you'll make your hair stand up on your neck in different ways. But ASMR is a good route from that. People doing mm. uh, book readings. And, like, I've, I've watched YouTube videos where pretty much they're in a dark room. And you could tell, like, maybe other people in their house are sleeping. And they're just, like, reading out of a book. And you're just... You just speak very quietly like this. And you can oh, that's so weird. Isn't it just... Oh, God, it's so weird. It's a new thing, man. <laughs> Listen, people search that out. That's what I find boggling, is that someone is going out of the way. I'm like, you know what? I feel like... Is it a meditative thing? Or is it just... Can you Maybe. multitask? Like, is it something like, I'm just going to put this on for background noise? Like, like, yeah, right. Who does that for background? Like, mukbang? You know what mukbang is? Of course not. No? Okay, so mukbang is uh, videos of people binge eating. Okay, so... Oh. But it is with ASMR, so you hear all of the sounds of them eating very strange things. So they have, like, uh, raw seafood mukbangs where they'll just have a bunch of seafood in front of them. They're, like, eating squid and octopus, and you just hear all the sounds. Those are real things, man. And oh. people get millions and millions of views. So while I'm watching it going, oh, my God, I think I'm dying, I realize <laughs> that there are a bunch of other people dying with me. <laughs> like, <this> is, <laughs> On purpose. They chose this. Yeah, we've all chosen this path. This is, yeah. Oh, it just... Do you remember the scene in Lord of the Rings? Did you see Lord of the Rings? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the scene where I want to say is Gollum is eating a fish raw and it does that close up zoom of him just like munching on that fish? Oh my God. That's all I can visualize. That's your favorite part. It, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite part. <laughs> okay. It's so disgusting. It I is. But somehow hate people that. have like a, a guilty want. To experience that that's why you would look like how could you not only is there an asmr eating seafood mukbang video but it's like 25 minutes long which means they expect you to stay for longer than the the 30 seconds you can stand that's a good point it's that's weird. not like a three minute thing yep. yep and it's monetized which means people are watching it to the end oh wait you it only counts if it's all the way to the end uh, they get more ad revenue huh. if if you watch an entire video so like a, a subscriber or someone you subscribe to that you actually appreciate and you hope continues to do it the best thing you can do for them financially without giving to their paypal is to watch the entire video and not skip ads that's cool mm-hmm. i have never not skip ads. not skip ads if you skip an ad they don't get paid oh shit yep. isn't that weird yeah i'd never never ever even thought that was a thing yeah now that's the last time i'm sure that youtube changes their monetization criteria often so probably not to get you more money though right it's probably (laughs) more but yeah yeah still what a what a bizarre thing i just can't imagine maybe it's like a pleasure thing so you just like for fun for 30 minutes i'm gonna go watch this dude eat a hoagie 
<laughs> the hoagie just wouldn't make a good video, though. It has to be like I don't know, man. I don't know, like the cabbage S- or something like weird. Cabbage. <laughs> Fucking cabbage. Cooked cabbage. Cooked cabbage. <laughs> pudding. That would make a good one, you know. Meat pudding. Yeah. Oh God. This is gone too far. I was mm-hmm. about to say the exact same thing. This is the wrong rabbit hole that I wanted to go down. I'm gonna forward you a mukbang video. Please don't. I, <laughs> I don't want that. Oh <laughs> like, my absolutely God. not. It's so weird. Because I would end up watching it. And you then, would, and you would I be like, know. "Ah, this exists." I knew what this was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> you would feel like you, little hairs on the back of your neck would stand up, like yeah. he's watching the video. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> Jarman. <laughs> Am I happy or disturbed? What is this? I just want to eat something and cry. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> is everybody listening? Oh, gee whiz, Satan. Why am I so unhappy? Jim. Just like I said, Jimmy Jim. Like I said, to stop sucking so much. Cause you suck, Jimmy. Alright, enough ASMR. Yeah. Uh, so for everyone listening, if you can't tell by the title of the podcast that I haven't chosen yet, I got Josh on here to finally, and I'm super excited because I kind of forgot that we were going to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about magic, which references, I believe it was the seventh rule of the earth, according to Anton LaVey, which I'm not going to read out loud because I forgot what it was. Yeah, you know, you can look it up. It's worth a Google, and we went through it a thousand times, so you can go back and listen to that. Me and Wade fuck it up. So I'm actually going to get some really good information now, um, <laughs> instead of just like hoping I pieced it together. And assuming I don't need to bring up any information. Well, I'm sure it would be... Uh, yeah? You want me to? Wait, what information? Last time I brought up the greater and lesser magic thing, and I read the definition of that. Oh, I mean, if you want to, you could set the tone with that. I'm sure. okay. That'd be cool. You read it, and that way the listener has an idea of what we'll generally be discussing. That's true, because, I mean, we're not talking about uh, Merlin magic, or, well, maybe we are. I don't mm. know. Oh my god! <laughs> well, we're not talking about Harry Potter magic, at least. There are no wands and spell casting, as far as I expect. Expectations, though. I know. It <laughs> literally, will ruin everything. Yeah, it's funny. That was one of the best. Who is it? Um, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. You know who that is? Uh-uh. He's a super like, like the king of social media or whatever, and it's like get out there and just do it and all that stuff he's really inspirational and he's like all these people spend so much time like trying to perfect their branding and like putting like make sure everything is perfect and he's like fuck that shit just just do it record a video put it out put there. it out there right get it out there do it like three times a day you yep. think you have something crazy to say just fucking say it put it out there go so that's who he is and one of the things that he said that i saw uh was like through an interview or something you know how things pass around the internet Oh, that's definitely not what I wanted to type in. Um, was that expectations will be the number one thing that will like ruin something. Like, if you don't ever want to be disappointed, 
don't have any expectations. Yep. You can't be let down. Let go of your expectations. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hard to do. It is. Because anything can happen at any time. Like, whether or not you expect it, I mean, things can just change. You can have an expectation, and because you have an expectation, things go differently. Like, it's, I don't pretend to understand how that sort of manifest reality works, but I know that every time I've had an expectation or a plan, it fails. I was going to look up greater lesser. Some bitch. I looked up the wrong thing. Oh. Oh, 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 okay, we can do this. I'm going to pause real quick. And we're back. <laughs> so, sorry. There are so many things in here that you could probably just make so many sound effects with. Anything that makes a sound, just do it hypersensitively. I was so excited about the unique sounds that we could do in the studio, and you just, like, shit on my excitement. You're like, anything that makes a sound? What the fuck? <laughs> not, not, nothing in here is special now. <laughs> You're all just equal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, greater or lesser magic, according to the Wikipedia part, says... <laughs> Um, let's see where's the the term greater magic applying to ritual practice meant as psychodramatic catharsis to focus one's emotions for a specific purpose. And you caught all of that, of course. Lesser magic is applied to the practice of manipulation by means of applied psychology and glamour or wile and guile. To bend an individual or situation to one's will. So that's about as far as we got on our last episode. We we're like, all right, now let's talk about what the fuck we think that is. So I guess from what I would gather from that definition would be lesser magic is being practiced all the time around us with things like media, with things like uh, just people's opinions that are now being broadcast openly, like on the computer and things like that. Um, that's a form of lesser magic because the more convincing you are, the more likely you are to manipulate the mind of the listener, the person who is, uh, I don't know, receiving this. We don't use the word magic in public because that's sketchy and scary. We just prefer, I don't know what we prefer anymore. We're like, what's this TV program? And you're like, you realize you just called it a program, right? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, okay, never mind. So, uh, and then the greater magic being like, having a ritual, you know, a bunch of people in a cloak walking in a circle around a pentagram kind of thing. Uh, that kind of magic is powerful because it affects your subconscious. The reason a wedding ritual, which it is a ritual, uh, matters is because it creates and ingrains a memory that sticks with a person mm. throughout time. So you have all these little things like uh, like the ring in a wedding is a great example. The, the ring is while that's happening and they are exclaiming every detail, I take this ring, I put it on your finger so that it represents this, uh, so that it ingrains in your mind a, uh, a program, essentially something that you will remember through time. Mm. Like every time you do something in opposition of that, whatever the vow, the ring, whatever, it would pop in your mind and say, but you, you remember this whole thing was happened. It was detail for detail explained to you. Um, there are lots of rituals in that way that would be a greater magic that take place with um, initiations, initiation practices. I could see that. Yeah. Huh. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, I mean. It's way more modern and mainstream <clears throat> than I 
anticipated. Well, I mean, the same truth would apply back in the day before mainstream, like with lesser magic, of course, uh, before you had media and internet, it would be a little more difficult to control the minds of people. But as soon as they had even the printing press, lesser magic became even more powerful. So with the advent of the printing press, with the advent of the, the television, with the advent of even whatever, you know, any of those things, the way... Uh, I would say even lesser magic could happen in a company, just hanging out with people. That can happen in some way. But the question is, just because you, like if you and I hung out all the time, we started exhibiting similar traits, doesn't mean I'm like putting you under some lesser spell. That's mm-hmm. just what happens when you hang out with someone. But if I was intentfully doing that, trying to make you behave a certain way or something, like that would be a form of lesser magic. Interesting. Yeah, Alistair Crowley was apparently a master of lesser magic and had several stories written about him showcasing that he could make someone who was unknowing like say we're walking down the sidewalk me and you and uh i hate to say that uh, imagine i'm alistair crowley but uh, imagine i'm the musician uh, magician and i say watch this and i fall to my knees and then the person who's walking in front of us unbeknownst to us falls to his knees so the the claim is that alistair crowley could manipulate the minds of, of another person who didn't even realize he was doing so and make them do things they didn't want to do holy shit trippy trippy right yeah <laughs> But it's so fascinating, and we obviously love that kind of stuff. We are. We're fascinated as a people, I think, with the idea of being able to control one another's minds, and we underestimate that some people dedicate their lives to figuring out how to do it. Right? Right. For our eyes, too. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. I know. <laughs> David Blaine is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a lesser magic. People like David Blaine, and I definitely am not going to sit here and try to discredit them because I've you know, I've just seen some fantastical things in my life too, but they, their job is using whether it's sleight of hand or some magical trickery to make you believe something in opposition to what you once believed. Like, I do not believe you can levitate, ah, but let me do certain things that I have honed to be able to manipulate your mind into believing it is possible. Technology does that too. So technology would be a form of lesser magic. Fuck. <laughs> It would. Oh my God! It totally yeah. falls on the same thing. Yeah. You're right. It, See, that's yeah. why I want to talk to you. Yeah. You say shit like this. It's fun, man. I'm like, I never would have thought about this. <laughs> there was. I don't know if you ever heard this quote. But there's a quote that says, uh, "Any sufficient magic is indistinguishable from technology." So if you are a great magician and you could make things levitate. Um, the same would be true for technology that would be a drone like a drone being able to levitate in space is like the physical object of the drone and the technology used to make that occur is all just a form of convincing another person's mind it is possible for something to levitate in front of them without that convincing uh it could not occur so <laughs> that's a, that's a weird thing and i'm sure i could have said that more eloquent eloquently but if I we followed it though yeah, like if we believe something is possible and technology convinces us that it is, we will allow that technology to do that thing. Like the only thing keeping us from time traveling wormholes is disbelief. Perhaps, maybe. Shit. <laughs> like if enough people were like, oh, of course it makes sense because, you know, you do this and this formula and this and this and this and I could see it with my mind, so it must exist and then it will. Speaking of that then, um, Oprah Winfrey. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Speaking <laughs> of wormholes and time travel, Oprah. Yeah. So Oprah was famous for, and uh, Joe Rogan like shits on this so much. 
That's the only reason I know it. She had a book that came out. It was called like the the Will or something like that. Oh fuck! I'm gonna Google it. I'm just I gotta get it. I gotta get it right. But she basically was saying like as long as you focus and will it to exist, it'll just happen. Right. That's just that's it'll just be it'll just be a thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Rogan makes fun of her. He's like, no, you actually have to like do shit. Right. You, you can't, can't just, just like sit around and think all the time. Ferrari driveway. <laughs> All right, in one week of you sitting there, it'll pop up. Let's see, Oprah Winfrey. Now, what is the new message? It's like, um, will... But you know, if she truly believes that and she wrote a book discussing how she's, whatever, manipulated reality to become rich and famous and all those things, that uh, is her own declaration of being a witch of lesser magic. See, that's what I was thinking. So that kind of thing would be definitely less magic. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you convince, like if I convince you I'm more popular than I actually am, I could be rewarded with popularity. I'm not going to find it, dude. That's cool. She's way just way too popular. <laughs> you type in Oprah Winfrey, and it's like, oh, here are a million yeah, things that all Oprah the distractions. <laughs> that's good, too. So the media would count then, like media companies would definitely be implying lesser magic for that. Sure, yeah. There would, there's a perhaps reason to believe that most people in fame or in the limelight are uh, magicians of lesser magic. They are people who practice the ability to uh, work the minds of the viewer, and that's why they achieve fame. I read way too many fantasy books. You're just spitting things. I'm like, I can see it. It's yeah, but just like the shroud is releasing <laughs> from my eyes. It's because truth is hidden in those fantasy things you read. You're like, wow, is it true? Like, could it really be so fantastical? Like, obviously, there aren't dragons around and stuff like that. But, I mean, to some degree. There are metal dragons. <laughs> there are metal dragons, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I believe a lot of these occultic truths are hidden in fiction. Because all it takes to to let someone like, if I say I'm a witch or a wizard, it's alarming. Unless I'm a fiction writer, or unless I'm an artist or something like that, then for some reason in the minds of people, they're like, "Oh, never mind. That's okay." Mm-hmm. What do you mean it's okay? Like just because you believe, I'm not trying to like do something you just decide is evil. Like there's no blood ritual or anything going on, you know, but that, I mean, that's what people think when they think witch, they think of a big cauldron and, you know, blood rituals and creepy shit like that. And maybe that exists. Maybe that's not the point. The point is that there are lots of lesser magics underneath that on the way to whatever that kind of evil is. I don't know. I know we're, we shun what we like think is like only greater magic where we, very readily accept the lesser magic all the time. Yes. We're, we're very quick to turn and point the finger at the greater magic, the idea of being in a circle dancing in cloaks around a pentagram. Like, that's unacceptable. But, <laughs> you know, I'm going to watch the news every night or I'm going to watch this cartoon that is, I mean, I'm not hating on this cartoon in particular, but, I mean, Adventure Time is a highly manipulative cartoon. It's not the first or only that, that was, has been around. That but was the cartoon that popped in my head. That cartoon is fucking wicked dude uh, yeah i can say that here yeah i mean but that's oh, yeah. that's uh that cartoon is very cool and it's very captivating and there's a reason it's as popular as it is but it absolutely introduces occultic ideas into the minds of children and viewers of all ages so yeah you know what the concept of that is what's that it's uh 
like the world was overrun like it was almost kind of like an apocalyptic thing and basically i guess there was like a breaking point and magic came back to the world the earth and it just changed everything and obviously like the humans like died off or whatever the fuck happened i'm not really sure so i think finn is like one of the last few humans left but everything is like very like ritualistic and culty and all that stuff and because all of the magic just like hit the earth like all at once and mm. like brought shit back or revealed what was like hidden there before and all this other stuff so it's really weird but that's, I think that's crazy that you said that because it's spot on to what we're talking about but shows like that uh, and I'm sure you'll hit on this in just a little bit ago you, you were talking about how uh, with lesser magic uh, before the show started with lesser magic, a lot of times the magician has to expose that they're using lesser magic. They have to kind of let you know what they're doing, even if it's unbelievable to you in some way. Um, fiction is used as that scapegoat. Fiction is used as, like, say, I should come up with a, a kind of civil example here. Mm-hmm. Say you do something occultic in order to achieve success. And you have to let the world know that you've done that so as to not, like, maybe it would destroy you to keep that kind of secret within yourself, right? So you decorate it in a cartoon. You decorate it in a way that would be digestible by people, even if it were something as uh, crazy as, like, eating a certain type of animal or some sort of weird blood ritual or whatever. You wouldn't want everyone in the world to know that you did that. You would put it in fiction, and that way people would digest it as, oh, this is humor, this is a joke. Uh, but at the same time, somehow you have tricked them into digesting the fact that that is actually happening. Uh, and this gets sketchy because it, it brings to question what might actually be happening in the world. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can come up with a lot of things in my mind that might be perceived as evil and I wouldn't do them. But the simple fact that I came up with them means that someone else could have had those ideas and acted upon them and uh, reaped the, quote, benefit right from whatever that would have been i don't know yeah <laughs> so much to think about it's strange yeah but i have heard that a magician has to expose the secret to their trick or to their practice um because nothing can actually be hidden like the word occult in general means hidden so um not cult but occult uh but that you have to kind of put out there what you're doing and I think that we see that a lot. We see that in celebrities. We see that in, um, like, I don't, I don't know that everyone listening has gone down that rabbit hole, but it's very easy if you type in celebrity one eye, you'll be disturbed by the images that you see. Tons of celebrities covering one of their eyes and doing strange uh, mudras and hand notions and things on their face and doing this and doing this and doing all these different things. Uh, it's awful convenient that all around the world, a bunch of people who have never spoken to each other all are doing the exact same hand notions and hand, you know what I mean? It's, it's awful yeah. convenient, but they know that it goes over your head. They know that the average person is going to see it and go, Oh yeah, rock on. Or, Oh, you know, they just cover their eye. Cause that's the cute thing to do. And, and all whatever, like if that's what you say, they're just going to keep on going. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. But they have to put it out there. They have to let you know that they're a witch. Dun, I never dun, thought about dun. that. Most people probably won't. And most people listening would probably be like, well, that Josh Jarman's a crazy bitch. But, <laughs> you know, I'm just telling you what I've come across. Dude, that's the thing that I think we were really hung up on, too, is the acknowledgement part of it all. I'm like, 
I don't. I haven't heard of a single like athlete come out. It's like, yes, it is because of satanic rituals that I have achieved my success. Like no one says it like that. So we were sitting there like, I don't know how you are supposed to do this. So I actually like hearing examples, and especially with the fiction thing, I never, never would have thought about. Yeah, I mean, now I'm not saying everything in every fiction book is real. Like no, but obviously it, it's fun to come up with things that are. It's also it's an avenue though. Yes, it's more likely that I can put the truth there than somewhere that you're taking very serious. You know, I can't have a scientific discussion about, I don't know, the the positives of avocados. We were talking about the benefits yeah. of avocados. You're not going to be giving like a, a synopsis on the benefits of avocado and like slip in there that, you know, blood sacrifice helped you get famous. Like that's not a thing. So you would put that somewhere else. You would put that in <laughs> fiction. Oh or God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's dark, man, but uh, there's reason to believe there are some dark people in the world who do those things, and uh, it has a lot to do with how you handle how you're what you're doing with your mind. Like, uh, I don't know how to like if I, if a person dedicates themselves to feeding off the energy of others, right? Mm-hmm. Perhaps that'll manifest in their life in some disturbing way that could be even as excessive as uh, uh, truly feeding on humans or something ridiculous like maybe like, you would express okay. that in your art you know what i mean in in such a way you're gonna yeah. draw out my neurosis i'm telling you you're gonna draw it out and you're like wow he is crazy <laughs> yeah, this is what i do on that show <laughs> yeah man the world's funky it is but it's so much fun when you look at it in a different perspective because i'll get fucking stressed all the time and I always catch myself, and maybe it's just because I like daydreaming and getting out of my the muck of quote unquote real life. But uh, for example, like I've been longboarding recently on my days nice. off, and um, nice. some of the like neighborhoods that you can go to and you skate around like her old neighborhoods that are just full of like archaic like trees, and you can see like little worn paths and where bushes grew for different reasons, and I'm like fuck there's gotta be a hobbit hole around here or like a path to narnia or some shit like there's, cool. there's a fairy garden or something and like it's just weird and it's there and, and it takes like getting out of the box for me to look at it and like all right so things can be perceived and taken in like totally differently like contrary you know yeah. it could just be a peaceful area that's overgrown by nature and these things but it seems mystical while the real mysticism might be taking place in a place that you would never expect, like, uh, you know, the holders of a museum or the holders of a fine estate. You're like, wow, this place is gorgeous and, you know, everything's perfectly polished and, and this and that. But truly, that would be the person that, I mean, not always. I'm not saying people who have nice things are witches. That's not what I'm but implying. But there's that asterisk for everything for the rest right. of the You would be surprised. Episode. You would be surprised that sometimes uh, the things that you... I don't know that, that that you would think are uh, civil and and well put together are actually the things that are manipulative and utilizing small magic. Mm-hmm. You know, lesser magic is utilized a lot in uh, marketing, marketing and programming. And one of the the greatest, I would say, masters of lesser magic is the Disney Company, and yeah. that's a hell of a, a finger to point. But it's true. And if you want to talk about a company that has the power to influence the minds of the young, which will become the adults of a generation, it's Disney. Disney has been doing it for a very long time, and they've been caught red-handed a billion times doing weird <laughs> things like hiding naked women in their, their skits and in their cartoons, putting sex and all kinds of weird hidden things that have been exposed since we have the internet. You know, mm-hmm. 
people I'm, can sit there and tear it apart. That's lesser magic. I mean, children are seeing these things and don't realize that it's affecting the, their subconscious. Um, and most adults who are, you know, having them watch these videos don't realize it's affecting your subconscious. And it doesn't ripen until, you know, later on in life, mm. you know. Damn. It is. Yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about, like, the generation like where we are now I'm like holy fuck we all grew up with disney the movies that we saw well our parents grew up with disney too i mean there have been well, several generations well that's what i'm saying like all of us yep we got all those videos and more it's all disney now like if i may just take this on a uh, i may regret saying some of these things but oh please never do what, that you know what good is it to have regrets right yeah so uh, i watched a disney movie for the first time called return to oz i didn't realize that disney had done this film but they in 80 like mid 80s or so they did a film that was alice returning to hmm. uh wonderland right yeah <clears throat> but the whole film in the beginning she's taken to this place where this guy is a doctor and he explains having like this machine she because everybody in her family thinks she's crazy because she went to oz you know she talks about the tin man and the scarecrow and they're like she's obviously crazy living in this deranged world they don't realize she actually went there as a child right um so they take her to this doctor who uses an electroshock machine to, he says, to help rid her of those psychosises, right? So the mom leaves her at this place and whatnot, and um, she's she's uh, strapped down. They strap her down entirely, and they shock her. And as soon as the shock happens in the film, they lose power, and she escapes from the facility and whatnot. But um, seeing that in 2020, one could easily realize that this is the story of what's called mk ultra this is the story of uh, a form of mind control that took place in the 50s 60s and 70s where they would take children and use electricity to wipe their minds completely clean and it would it's a form of torture but then from that point they can actually tell them what to what to see what to perceive what to believe and they can help to like shape their world that's some dark shit but fuck dude but disney put it in plain sight in wonder in this return to oz and so you watch this and then knowing what i just said you realize that this child is undergoing a uh, psychotic uh, deletion where they just delete her mind and that her perceiving the characters in oz are her like subconscious grasping at the world for different like understand like she sees uh, i'm trying to get my focus here in in the film she has this friend that she calls tiktok and tiktok is actually her perception of that electro hmm. machine that she has called her best friend because oh. it is the thing that's shocking her and causing her this like the bad guy in the whole film is actually the doctor and the woman that's like uh, the dark caretaker is manifested as another character. It's really, really, really trippy. But Disney, because they're using lesser magic, has to tell you what they're doing. They have to tell you. And so what they'll do is they'll release it in a B video. You never heard of Return to Oz. It's because it was a B film. You're right. I haven't. But if you watch it, you go, holy shit, they spent a lot of money on this film. <laughs> and it's about this girl going back, you know, to Wonderland after being zapped by some doctors who were trying to control her mind. Um, Fuck. Yep, and all it takes is just a little bit of Google, and you realize that that was a real thing that's been declassified by the FBI and CIA. That was a real practice taking place. It's disturbing. Yeah, that's really disturbing. Trying to fix this. These are nice ASMR sounds brought to you by <laughs> Metal Doohickeys. <laughs> See, it's really nice that 
these arms do what they do, but there is never a good spot for them to sit. Right. It's like at some point during every single show, you're like, this is fucking not, not helpful. Like, why are you in the way? I can't sit around you. <laughs> but you know, maybe if I got like a real desk. No, I, I like your desk. I quite like it. It's like a, a double tier. It's very simple, but you know, you made it, you can hide it. You can put it out of the way if you're not using it for... I can't do that. It's nice. I mean, at some point, I would like to go like all fancy and stuff, like two like, fancy chairs with a nice little table in the middle, maybe, like a fake roast, like fire in the back. <laughs> <laughs> fake fire. There's a guy whose YouTube video I watch, and he always just turns his uh, computer screen, which is in the shot, to a, to a fireplace while he talks. And I'm like, this is like a like a conspiratorial fireside chat. I love it. <laughs> it's the only secrets we talk here. It so, feels like we're talking about Disney that way. Well, and it, it feels bad to say those things about Disney because they have definitely some beautiful, beautiful artwork and beautiful stories that will stand the test of time. You know, it's true. I can't argue that. And not every Disney film is some sort of like horrendously evil thing. Uh, but if there's any amount, even in the smallest degree of that occurring, it has to be exposed. He has, like, not he, but that corporation has mm-hmm. to put it out there. I mean, um, and and it would be terrifying to realize all of the manifestations of that, all of the things that they do to let you know what's happening. Like, uh, I mean, I don't want to make it too dark, man, and daunting on your show here, <laughs> but I, I do study these things, and I've come across a lot of this because I did grow up with Disney, and uh, I kind of learned to resent Disney a little bit at a young age before a lot of my peers did and started learning about weird like hidden uh easter eggs in a lot of those like even on uh little mermaid there's a a golden penis on the original release album or or, or cover for that film and it's right there it's part of the castle it's a freaking erect penis uh and that was one of the earlier thing have you never seen that no i haven't oh i'm gonna ruin your childhood i'm sorry oh like, no you can't ruin yeah, it I mean, but it's, <laughs> if anything you just make it funnier those things that. were there and we oversaw them like almost all the time oh yeah you know? uh, there's another in the lion king which i've seen a billion times what? uh the, at one point simba who's an adolescent he started getting his mane plops down on a cliff and and dust goes out and very quickly if you freeze the frame the dust goes out and spells the word sex what? Yep. Very quickly. And this is not, not conspiratorial like someone added. this. You can grab your VHS tape and pause that shit and see it. It's really there. Oh, fuck, in man. In the, the Rescuers, uh, there's an episode where they're in a sardine can hauling ass down this alleyway. And in the, bla- in the background, which is black, you see all these different lights flashing by. And in one of those, if you freeze the frame, it's a window on the side of a building with a human woman topless in the picture in, of a cartoon a human photograph of a topless woman is there just for an instant uh, I'll be damned <laughs> yeah lesser magic holy shit man mm-hmm. it's probably why I'm into women it's rescuers <laughs> the rescuers yep subconsciously they're like hey look <laughs> boobies that's it they this said is, hey yeah. look <laughs> <laughs> you think you're here for mice? No. It's boobies. <laughs> you thought you a nice animal story, huh? <laughs> we just sexualize this for no reason. It's like, really, it, we laugh, man. It was really heart-wrenching. And the fact that children are the ones that are being kind of targeted is the worst part, including ourselves. We were children who watched these things. And, I know. Look um, at us. Look at how our generation has grown. The things that we're 
we allow to happen in our generation versus what was allowed to happen socially in past generations. You know, we've been kind of um, desensitized. I would say that to some extent. To some extent, yeah. It's not all Grand Theft Auto. It's a lot of different things, you know? <laughs> it's a fucking level of measurement right, <laughs> right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think... Well, I was going to say that was a natural, like, direction that we would have gone regardless, but that's not necessarily true. You hear plenty of stories of, like, no growth or anything like that or regression or something like that. So, like, the internet, I think, helps so much. With regression or growth? Or both? Um, I would say to further the the magic. Um, so, whichever direction I think you want to take that, depending on yourself. I think it could go both ways, really, because you could take that and it could really affect you in like a negative way and like oh no and like it just it didn't go well and like maybe for the rest of us we're like oh yeah whatever there's there's dicks in Little Mermaid and to subconsciously it just did something else but it wasn't necessarily like a negative thing sure it just was what it was yeah like and, and I think that's the point they don't think children are going to catch those things I mean why would they they're not necessarily exposed you would assume most parents haven't by the age of whatever, four or five, watching Little Mermaid, you haven't taught them about like what a penis looks like. You know what I mean? So those yeah. are things that they've quite literally just slipped in there. You know, kind of like in uh, Fight Club, where they explain how you can put slide for slide. Fuck yes. Yeah, and that's a very real form of lesser magic. That's mm. a that does occur, uh, if for no other reason than the humor of the people who are doing it. I mean. If you're back then, Disney was hand drawn. I mean, a lot of those animations were drawn. Just, you you drew that penis in there. You didn't. You know, it's not an accident. You not definitely not even one frame. Right. I mean, it's. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like it was very intentional. It, whereas now, I mean, it still has to be intentional, but it, it could be done with much less effort. It's not. You know. You're not drawing line for line to get details of these terrible things that you're hiding in these films, but. Uh, yeah, there's there's actually innumerable innumerable sources for that. Like especially with Disney, it yeah. goes on and on, and it will just dishearten you. Disney also uses a lot of like symbols, and I don't mean um, I would say symbols that. Well, no, because you're gonna you're gonna take this way further than I will. <laughs> you um, can tell me to reel it back in at any time. Oh, I never like, want you to okay. do that. I'll just, when I say you're going to take it further, I'm like, you're going to speak with more, like, uh, education. You've spent more time thinking about said things. Rotting my brain. Go um, ahead. <laughs> I guess what I'm referencing is I've got a 17-year-old brother and sister. And said brother is more, well, no, she's pretty into that, too. <laughs> They're not necessarily into, like, satanic things or sure. anarchy or anything like that. But it is, like, right now, at least from what I can tell, it's a big symbol niche thing going on like people are getting like just random symbols tattooed all over themselves like rappers and like musicians have symbols like everywhere and like uh album artwork and disney definitely use a lot of symbols throughout their movies and a lot of i think was like part of the period of time or whatever that they're making a story about right but i think it desensitizes the power behind all of it so like with social media and lesser magic because it's such an influx and you can see like some random kid is like throwing up like a pentagram but not realizing what it is and then all of a sudden another young kid picks that up and starts using it just because it all passes through the internet so it's 
weird to see that it's that is a form of desensitized for sure more powerful but we are less aware of it so symbolism is surely a form of lesser magic because from afar and through time you can like i could draw something today and 10 years from now someone could be influenced by it then you know um I would say, though, that the recognition of symbolism is a form of the initiated. So, like, in order to know what you're seeing, you've kind of got to be initiated a little bit into magic to have been taught, what I'm seeing here is this, what I'm seeing here is this. Uh, And that's a greater magic. That's a form of greater magic. And so that kind of slips into some sort of a, um, uh, (laughs) I don't know, a coven that doesn't ever meet on Saturday. It's like a coven that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is through time and through space occurring all the time around. Like, uh, I could give another Disney example just since I'm squashing on Disney here. Hey, I like um, it. It's easy to follow. Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. has a lot of symbolism, a lot of uh, sexual undertone symbolism, which would, is kind of disgusting. I really don't want to go a certain direction with that. But uh, at the very least, Mike Wazowski is a one-eyed green figure, right? The one eye being an homage to the Eye of Providence or the Eye of Horus or the Eye of Ra, uh, the, the, the eye in the pyramid that you see on the back of our dollar bill. In order to pay homage to that, which is something they have to do because that's where they're perhaps that's where a power lies is showing uh homage to that symbol you see the the one eye not only in that character but again in in despicable me tons of little one eye characters all over the place Uh, and they do that intentionally you you form a bond with that symbol you form with mike wazowski you learn to love him and his character and what he's what he's representing but all the while that greater symbol is there and you're learning somehow you're teaching your subconscious to accept that symbol on a on an emotional level. I got goosebumps. I'm sorry, but it's just crazy. I like it. The question though, and this is where a lot of people turn away from the tinfoil hat and they say, what the (laughs) hell, you know, are there, there's no way a bunch of people are meeting all around the world to go, Hey, did you draw Mike Wazowski with one eye so that everyone knows in 10 years that no, that's not how it works. The question is whether or not it's a spiritual war taking place from our subconscious that people don't have to discuss with one another what this means and what this means and all this fun stuff, uh, that it just emerges in art naturally, which is trippy. Oh, man, but it gets me so excited inside. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But again, to to recognize it as a sign of initiation, so it's kind of a two-sided coin there. You're like, oh, I see that, but dang, I see that. (laughs) I know, I was thinking about that too. (laughs) Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so this is why ignorance is bliss. It's true. It's true because because knowing, uh, not realizing, but knowing can be a burden. Mm-hmm. And if right now a lot of these symbols are being exposed and pushed on people, then that is almost sharing a burden. You know, it's nice to know what you're saying so that you can choose to take a different path. But uh, I know in my case, I started to realize and see these things and I sought out more to see it again and again and again, which is odd. That's like the opposite of what you would expect. To, that's, hmm. that's not the turning the way. That's me saying I'm going to investigate this further. And maybe I have come across all sorts of things. And maybe I have enough to, to just shake up your childhood. But hmm. at the same time, it's a sign of my own learning of those things. Does that make sense? And <laughs> I think because I've talked to you so many times, I followed that. Yeah, it I don't know. It's weird. There's a lot to learn with that. And I think right now in 2020 and in the past years, we've 
seen a lot of that symbolism come to, like you said, to pop culture, where you have young people buying a shirt at Walmart with the all-seeing eye on it, and they don't know why, or a big piece of pizza with an all-seeing eye in it, and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is at Walmart, and they don't know why. Um, That's lesser magic. You're desensitizing people to something that they don't even understand. So when they find out what pizza means, or they find out what the all-seeing eye means, it's disturbing, and they feel like they're already in the snake pit. Holy shit. Sorry. Fucking. T- Not sorry. Yeah, don't apologize. <laughs> yeah. And I'm using this term for the the way I, it's, it's awesome for me. I like knowing things. I, sure, me too. I love it. Same boat. So, so what a good perspective and shit that I, I didn't think about. And like all the time <laughs> that you're like talking about this, I'm just seeing this hypothetical like situation just fall out where everyone like suddenly is aware of what's going almost like adam and eve are like aware of the sins like hey look the shroud is gone but that's the trouble with eating the apple because of it you become aware of your shame yeah yeah dignity crazy yep (laughs) so cool (laughs) (laughs) yep yep. oh man i mean like in in a very I don't know, like, a, I get a kick out of learning, I suppose. Not so much that I'm going to go out and start trying to employ, or employ magic? Employ. Sure, I know what you mean. Yeah. You're not invoking these things and beginning you. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it feels crazy to see things in such, like, a, a broad, like, in front of your face kind of thing. Is you just never saw it that way and it ruins uh some things that cause joy in other people like uh if i'm honest i really just have a hard time going to the movie theater and watching a movie anymore i can do it i can do it and i'll do that for people who i love and they want to go see a movie together and i'm like sure you know but uh, almost all the time i'm watching it and i see these symbols and it's almost frustrating because i know i cannot do anything about it i cannot you know the movie exists lots of dollars have already gone into making the film and i don't know steven spielberg so i can't go talk to him about it like it's not a thing hey uh, man, don't don't do, don't put this in your movie but but i now have the burden of seeing those things yeah. uh, you know uh, and i know sometimes i have to keep hush because the people i'm with want to uh, enjoy them on the surface level they don't want some people do not want to know. Some people want to become or remain ignorant, you know. And uh, Well, that's a con- conscious decision. It will become harder and harder, and it will take more and more energy for those people to live that lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, especially now. Yes, as, yeah. as the time goes by. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm under the impression that that's going to become even more difficult in months to come, years to come. So, it, you know. It's only going to take a matter of time until the the penis on the the cover of Little Mermaid is all over the internet and everyone sees it. You know, it's on the dollar bill now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the castle. It's uh, oh man, but it is on the dollar bill. You're not wrong. I mean, it's there. And nobody cares. No one. It's cares. been there. It's been the exact same fucking dollar bill for a long time, and nobody cares. People know. People know. There's an owl hidden in the corner, and nobody cares. Moloch's a giant owl. An effigy that people do human sacrifices, perhaps too, all the times mentioned in the the Bible. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna pause real Dark. quick. Dark, yeah, man. We're gonna rewind it back. <laughs> There's an owl and a dollar bill. Okay, so all right, yeah, let's. You got a dollar bill? On I you? do. Yeah, I got one too. Now this is arguable because people will say that's not an owl. That's just a piece in the printing that showed up, and it just looks like an owl. I don't. I Here, I got one. 
No, it's just in the one. Damn it. Representative of oneness. Alright. Is that part of it? Alright. No tomfoolery here. Let me show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see this. So here's a one. If you right, look top in right it, corner. Very little corner there of that. Oh, man. That's very small. Yeah, it really is. It's very small, but if you have a magnifying glass, for years and years now, people have debated whether or not that detail drawn into the dollar bill is in fact an owl. It's hard for me to tell. My eyes suck. It is hard to tell without a magnifying oh glass. God. So I've never, like, stared at the dollar bill before. <laughs> There's so much unnecessary detail. Oh, my God. It's a fucking owl. You see it. Just, just there. It's not on the other side. It's not on any of the other ones. What? It's right there, and they're paying homage. They, whoever they are, the artist was paying homage to the That's one who got them the gig. Crazy. Imagine how excited you'd be if someone was like, we need you to draw the dollar for our currency. You'd be <laughs> like, oh my God, all my prayers have come true. Where can I put a penis? Yeah, right. <laughs> I pay homage. <laughs> the one. Yeah, there are a lot of like specific little lines and etchings and details so there's like a myriad of ways that you can include symbols in this kind of thing and what a grand gesture it would be to use such a thing on our currency in the most popular bill that we have but you gotta pay homage yeah. because you, you have to it's a form of lesser magic and you have to huh. evidence what you've done or what you're doing you know that's fucking crazy. So there was a, a when you were going to have me in to talk about this before, we talked about how uh, another part of that rule is that if you do not give evidence of the magics that you're receiving, that it could be quickly taken away from you just as it came, uh, mm -hmm. or that you'll in fact be, it'll be used against you in some yeah. way. Um, and I could see how that holds truth. And I think that that's why there's a, a great degree of skillfulness when it comes to the unveiling of that truth. Like when, uh, like in pop culture, you would have never noticed in the, the Little Mermaid cover of the penis and the thing, right? Um, so it's very uh, well executed. Like it had to be there and perhaps a penis isn't the homage to whatever gave you that power. But doing those things is a way of... Um, unveiling what you're truly up to and if perhaps if you don't do that or you decide to second guess the magic that got you that success uh the rug gets ripped out from under you and everything that was given you gets taken away um and perhaps i know that because i've felt that myself in life just a little bit i am going back through so many things in my past now i'm like what yeah did I not do it right? <laughs> I started I started playing a game and I started being given things and then I changed my mind about it and all those things were taken away. Oh my God, you're fucking with me hard. This is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go like sit in my room after this and just like, just think. I don't even know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I, know, I didn't sitting. even smoke before this. Imagine if I had. Mm. I don't think I would be able to talk right now and just be like, what? It's so exciting. I, I can't wait to like dive into this. Let's take it all with a grain of salt, obviously. There are still people to this day who would say, shaker. They would say to this day that all these things were just jokes. You know, the, the artists in Disney would put those things in their cartoons as a joke. And sure, that's a that's mm. a fine reason too. But millions and millions of dollars are spent for that joke to exist. You know, and so much money. I mean <laughs> And not just money, but so much time. Like 
it'd have been funny if Mike Wazowski had 500,000 eyes, but he didn't. He had one, okay. and they did that a, on purpose. It would oh. not have been funny. That would have been terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Two, terrifying. the artist would have spent way too much time on eyes. <laughs> I was like, are you, are you sure we want to pay you to do all these eyes? Like, what if there's just one eye? I'm like, oh, no. Like, what are you trying to tell people? <laughs> one eye? Yeah, that's uh, it's extremely prevalent. Extremely prevalent. It is. <laughs> it truly is. I've never been one to take... Oh, it's hard to say, honestly. I'm not religious, and I was religious. But spirituality is different than that. And it's it's hard <laughs> for me to talk about because I don't... I don't go into... I don't know... I guess figure out more of what I believe in, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Sure. But I know there's, I don't want to say there's something there. I don't like that. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but, um, you'd like to realize it on your own. You're, you're... Um, no, more like I can look around and like I was saying the other day with, uh, when I was talking about longboarding or whatever, and I would, I don't know, see things differently. Albeit I'm doing it on purpose. But there's like the section of ooh, cramp in my leg. There's a section of my brain that's like, yeah, it can't just be just this. I mean, it's it just nah, nah. I don't think there's like higher powers or anything like that. But I think there's like more mysticism to things that are going on. So when I talk to people like you that have like nah. a strong opinion, that's strong. Okay, I was yeah, I was trying to figure out a way. I was going to say like a more information. Of what I'm seeking, I feel and you can explain it in a easily followed way. My brain is like, yes, yeah, because I I definitely don't know squat. That's a, a mistake, but uh, I just see things in a certain way, and I can't unsee it that from that way. And then uh, I feel that a lot. I, there's something about the way that is that I definitely resonate with, and I like that. I want to see things. Yeah. I mean, in fact, one of your favorite books, I hate to do this, but one of your favorite books and stories is highly occultic, and that might have a lot to do with why it had so much success, the Harry, Harry, Potter? The Harry Potter series. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful story. It's extremely well-written. There's nothing to take away from that. Um, there are, in fact, a lot of true magical things mentioned in that storybook that's given to children at a young age, and uh, while it is fantastical and romanticized, it may still harbor that same truth that's necessary for J.K. Rowling to put out there because she's being rewarded with extreme fame. The success of her story. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> Isn't it There's wild? so many things. Yeah. It applies. I actually, do I have it in here? I do. So you see where it says The Casual Vacancy by J.K. Rowling, the yellow one? Uh, so no. second. Yes, yes. The one next to it. Yeah, I see. So That one. Unlocking Harry Potter. Okay, yeah, so this would be a, I'm told right off the rip with the cover, this is them diving into Harry Potter's story and pulling out the occultic references. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. This is called Unlocking Harry Potter, Five Keys for the Serious Reader by John Granger. I oh. found that in a hippie bookstore in the mountains of Tennessee. But this is why Harry Potter, when it came out, caused a huge uproar, and a lot of parents did not want their children to read Harry Potter. Um they viewed it as an alternative, just like they did with uh, Gerald Tolkien's uh, mm -hmm. books, The Cimmerillion and, and The Lord of the Rings, as being an alternative to the Bible. If my child's going to read a giant book, it needs to be the Bible. Isn't that nuts? Because wasn't wasn't um, Lord of the Rings series like a, an analogy for Christianity? 
and and some would say Harry Potter is the very same for a savior, right? Uh, well, he and, does sacrifice himself, and he lives. I guess so. He is the sa- the savior figure. In fact, I've had a devout Christian tell me that Harry Potter was a um, what's the word like a simile for Christ. And while I allowed him to say that, I didn't <laughs> necessarily agree, uh, but. She's like, I have so many Southern I Baptist just, people that will disagree with you. I just you. <laughs> love hearing. I just love hearing why people think these ways because we're all allowed to think how we want. We're all allowed to view and digest these materials how we want. And uh, I just think it's fantastical to hear why you think that. Like, why? Why do? You, and I let him tell me a little bit about why you know Harry Potter is a Christ figure, and he had a lot of really good points. Um, but I mean that that one goes really deep. Even the spells they speak are like in Latin, and a lot mm-hmm. of times they have to do. Here's a really fun one. What wood is Harry Potter's wand made out of? Hmm. Do you recall what his wand was made out of? I know the core, obviously. What was the core? It was a phoenix feather. And what was the wood? It wasn't elm. It was. Um, this is a form of lesser magic. Was it this birch? detail? No. Fuck. It was Hollywood. It was wood from a holly tree, and it was because it was a more powerful thing between the phoenix and the holly wood that he could use to cast his spells. And so we learn about this after seeing the movie and all this stuff that was released in Hollywood, uh, that (laughs) there is a lesser magic taking place in Harry Potter. And J.K. Rowling did that because in witchcraft, the holly wood is the strongest, uh, or is considered a strong type of wand for a witch. This shit blew my mind so hard I headbutted the microphone. <laughs> oh my god! I was but those like, where details. Is he going with she this? did those details on purpose because that was what she wanted to convey. That's like, fucking crazy, dude. One of the first things in that book, and the reason I picked it up, it was like, why, it, or how did J.K. Rowling write such a successful series? I'm like, how did she do it? And basically, it's like teaching you like she used a lot of very important things. Truth. <laughs> yeah, she put truth in it and disguised it nicely. Holy you know? shit. It's a wonderful story. I read them. You know, I gave you my copies of the books, in fact. Yeah, they're right up there. Yeah. I had them in hardback. That's the... Um, you completed my hardback series. Yes. That's good, man. <laughs> it actually feels great. <laughs> they're, they're a great story, and that's why they sold so many. But, you know, it, it's a shame, though, sometimes just what goes over people's heads. And, uh, yeah, I mean... There's nothing necessarily harmful, I wouldn't say, about Harry Potter, but I, it helps in that desensitizing to occultic symbols, mm-hmm. you know. Which I feel like is definitely something that <clears throat> is desired for users of magics. Yeah. I think they, you want people not to be so aware of what's going on. Or even afraid of it. You want them not to That's be afraid really of it too, so that yeah. they're happy to go to the movies and watch it with their family, you know. same The same thing happened again with Lord of the Rings. I mean, Sauron manifested as a giant eye in, in well, maybe I'm not right about saying Sauron. Was it Sauron? It was, yeah. Yeah, manifested as a giant one eye on the top of a tower, the highest tower. Yeah. It's one eye. I mean, that's that's homage to... That could w- see in everything. Right. Oh, man. Which is also connected to a ring. Yep, and that gets deep, too. I could go into the occultic meaning of a ring is foreverness. Uh, a ring represents having to be bound to something forever, which would be why Saturn has a ring. Saturn has a ring because Saturn represents uh, life, and I could go on and, like, 
the demiurge, which is reality, and reality has to exist forever, and that was its vow in the spiritual realm. Blah 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 blah. You can tell how much pot I smoke, but uh, <laughs> it's wild. I just want to. I just want to hear more about. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's wild, man. And I never get to to talk to people about stuff like this unless they ask. So it's I mean, like everything I want to hear. Yeah, being on a podcast about it is kind of fun, but. Oh my god, we could do this like all the time. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, oh, you mean real life is more interesting if I just learn more? Deal. Yeah, there's no going back though. That is, I know it's. it's uh, I would say a naive viewpoint at this, this mark of my intellect. It's it's weird though. Like like I said, you can't go back once you hear some of these things and once you see them and you realize they are there. Then you can't like act like. I just can't watch a Disney movie and act like things aren't there. I mean, I just have to keep quiet and view it from another standpoint. No, it's so bizarre because now you're watching it like, how are they trying to manipulate people? Right. I'm taught in Buddhism to let go of symbolism, let go of that because of this. There's a disease that kind of goes along with the understanding of symbolism. It causes you to just go mad. You're constantly looking for it. You're constantly like... 23? Pretty much. Yeah, he goes mad because he begins to see what's actually there. Mm-hmm. And maybe 23 does occur all the time. And it, and it truly, he's not crazy, but he goes crazy because he doesn't allow anything else in life to reach him because he's mm-hmm. only fascinated with 23. I mean, that's a scary movie. It's true. For that exact reason that you can lose yourself so easily in something like that. Yeah. And I think it, that's what the occult can do. And um, there are some wise... Uh, occultic practitioners from over the years who have been uh, just expedited for having been occultic practitioners even like the guitarist for led zeppelin um he's questioned about his uh, affiliation with the um essentially with magic and and he'll say you know don't do it and he's like yes i know a lot about it and i'll talk to you about it but don't do it like you'll lose your soul and you'll lose your your mm-hmm. joy and you'll lose these things and that's very ominous to hear um but, I mean, if you follow that rabbit enough, you realize a rabbit never actually stops. You just keep going and going and going, and then you learn terrible things, and then you have to learn how to continue on in life. And You go too far. Mm-hmm. It's true. You can't get back. That's definitely true. It is, it is ominous, and I think a good warning, because it definitely, definitely happens. There have been times where I've done, like, random shit on the internet, and, like, you just happen to stumble upon things, and I've, like, I've, I'm stopping now. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to, and uh, but it's there. I mean, for as long as you want to look, that's there, and I'm still a seeker for whatever reason. I still am, am looking, and uh, the things I learn now aren't going to help me in life. They're not going to change what happens tomorrow for me. Maybe they'll teach me what not to do in some way, but other than that, okay. you know, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, so you like learning just to know... I like learning to realize. So okay. to know, and the, what I mean between the difference in knowing and realizing is I could give you a book full of information and you could read it, but it doesn't mean you retain it and understand why okay. those things are the way they are. And so I like to know why they are, um, but the cost for that is uh, initiation. The cost for that is learning about the things and, and diving in enough to uh, have some degree of dedication to them. Mm-hmm. That's sketchy to say, but... I mean, I would definitely look into it with full intent to use it. And I hear you. And that's what that's where things become variegated. Like, if I knew that I had a tool that could help me build something that would 
help me, but not necessarily help others, would I build that thing? And that's, you know, that's kind of Damn, a... Damn, that's a good way to put something. Like, sure, we can learn all we want about lesser magic and how magic can help you control the minds of others and can reward you with this and that, but uh, knowing that, do you truly want to do, take advantage of the ignorance of other people's minds in order can to achieve you that? take advantage of the ignorance of other people's minds to help out other people that you care about? That's a weird question. I don't know the answer to that one. I feel like it's <laughs> that's a really it's difficult to that goes into we were talking about uh how if you don't pay homage or you change your mind, things can be pulled out from under you, you know, and I found myself at a certain point in in my experience utilizing symbols and then I had to question why I was utilizing symbols that were going over people's heads and what I expected to gain from that and how far I'd like for that to go. Uh, so as soon as I decided that I That's no good. longer wanted to do that, things kind of came to a halt for me. A lot of things that came to me through that stopped. Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm some sort of black magician because I'm not <laughs> and I care about people and I would like to do the right thing and um, I have learned a lot about these things and uh, a lot of which I do think hold water. I do think that they are existing and I can see the success rate in people who I see in pop culture, you know, mm -hmm. but ultimately for me, no, I don't, I don't want to like exploit the minds of some people who would like to remain ignorant. Now, if people ask me these questions, like you and I are having this discussion, sure, I'll talk to you about it all you'd like, but <laughs> all right. you know, I don't <laughs> sit my mom down and talk to her about the Illuminati. I don't do that. That's not a thing. It's not going to behoove much her. do you know about the Illuminati? Zero. Less than zero. I know nothing about the Illuminati. That's, but that's not going to be our next podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would say that's a not a worthwhile podcast. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't know how much. I feel like anything you would bring up under that title, everyone's like, meh, jokes. Yeah. It's that word. That word's like a, um, a deterrent. Yeah. People just don't eat no matter how much validity and things you can actually, you know, uh, it's like a red the table. Now. It is. People are like, oh, no, I don't want to hear anything about this shit. Yep. Right. And right now there are a lot of, uh, based on what's happening in the world right now, there are a lot of different keywords that immediately people are like, I'm not listening to you, you tinfoil hat some bitch, you know, and like, it, like flat earthers. It's true. But yet they want to say we got to flatten the curve. <laughs> Words are funny. <laughs> that's so unexpected. <laughs> right. It's funny, man. Words are spells. That's why we have spelling. And we do this to each other. We put these things out there and we it's a, it's a form of lesser magic. Hmm. <laughs> oh my god, that totally makes sense too. Because we're very particular, you have to say things the right way. And yep. like the moment someone fucks it up, it like clicks in your brain. You're like, you didn't do that right. Right. You failed. <laughs> now, to be clear, the flatten the curve thing was literally a joke. Like I was just making a, a you know. Yeah. No, that was good. Yeah. The flat earther says it. It means something totally different. <laughs> you know, but. Words. Yeah. It, we experience that a lot in uh, spelling. And I always love that uh, learning about the magic of words and that they call it spelling and that that's like casting a spell or that. Uh, cursing is like casting a curse mm -hmm. and to think of it from that way which we're not taught to think of it as we just think of them as communication uh, you start to rethink maybe why you say things a certain way or why someone else is saying something a certain way to you I think and, about that all the time 
words are very important, especially politicians are speaking them. You're thinking about contrivance, people who sat around in a board meeting thinking of exactly how they want to present this to a certain type of people. We can't say that word because it leads all this mm-hmm. up to be questioned. And yeah, Dude, I do that all the time. And I think it's because of all the shit I've like looked into in books that you know like hey you're trying to like run a business or like talk to people or like that one thing that uh it's a very popular book how to win friends and influence people no i've never heard that actually you've never heard i've that never book? heard of that book holy shit it's a fuck it's a super popular book by a christian author by yeah. a christian author mm-hmm. how to influence people maybe i'm wrong dale carnegie do you know who that is? Nope. Okay. Well, now that I say his name out loud, it doesn't ring a bell in my brain. So maybe he's not a Christian author. Yeah, we're going to go with not a Christian author because I don't see it anywhere written down. So that detail was extraneous. We don't need that detail. Yeah, that's unnecessary. Yeah. I wanted to include it because I thought it would be like a hypocritical kind of thing but yeah he has a very popular book that he wrote in 1936 how to win friends and influence people Hmm. and it talks about like uh using specific words and like saying people's names when you talk to them and keeping specific like eye contact and like body language and like repeating things that they say back oh like it's there's power there for sure oh yeah like that whole thing is like you said like casting a spell and using all of that shit to get what you want. Lesser to get what you want, yep. Lesser magic. To bend the truth or to tell the truth, whichever you choose. Mm-hmm. Now, bending the truth, is that under the same premise as lying? You have to know the truth to bend the truth. I know, but if you bend the truth when you're talking to someone, is it the same as being like a straight lie? Or could it be worse? If there's contrivance when you're telling the truth, then yes, you're lying. Like if there's, if I'm telling you the truth about something, but I change or omit certain details so as to protect myself or to make myself sound a certain way, mm-hmm. uh, that's manipulating your mind. And again, would go into lesser magic. So that's not telling the truth. That's, uh, <gasps> yeah. Like, be lying. Yeah. It's like a snake in a tree. You're going to tell you, yeah, this won't kill you. It'll give you forever life, but I'm not going to tell you that it's an eternal bind to life that you're going to have to, you know, there's, that, that's where words like, uh, fall short. I mean, you have to explain it exactly as you mean, or else you are hiding something or contrivance, meaning there's something that you, an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. People do that all the time and people do that sometimes without necessarily meaning to do so. Like they do it as a self protection thing mm-hmm. like or a defense yeah like I, i'd hate to say that everyone who's ever done that is evil because i've done that and i don't want to be misconstrued as evil i'm doing my best you know but uh yeah if you incorporate contrivance so as to protect yourself or an ideal or someone else then you sure that's a lie this, is, this has been <laughs> eye-opening I've, we've been talking for well over an hour have we really yeah oh shoot i know nice I mean, we hit our quota already that's good <laughs> so fast. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot there. And I can I can unfortunately talk about this kind of stuff. I haven't had anyone to speak this way with in several years just because at a certain point I've had some friends are just like, I can't go down the rabbit hole anymore. Like, I got to stop. And oh, like, okay, I got cool. so excited. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely fun. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot to see. All right. 
Uh, one more question. Sure, you guys. Before, before I wrap this up. All right, all right. Is there any symbolism in a horizontal line that goes across the middle of a face? Oh, I don't know. If you appoint symbolism to it, then sure. We've talked about this a thing that I know why you're asking this question. We've talked about this before, mm. uh, but I don't know if there's any direct symbolism. Not that I know okay. of. I mean, that's good. Now, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it if there was like a tribe in the past that would have a meaning for that or something. But that's all subjective, you know. But if it didn't, in my opinion, if it didn't withstand the test of like uh, communication or like spreading or anything like that. If there's a tribe from like fucking 300 AD that was like, yes, this horizontal line means like something like totally crazy. Right. And then they all just died off and they're like, okay, whatever. But I like to put a little bit of power and oomph into things that actually are still spoken about. It's still like, like you said, like people all over the world are using the same symbols and yet no one like collectively met up and like hey we all know what this means right right but still the symbol is being passed around and like subconsciously is still spreading some kind of message sure so i'm like i don't want to get myself into a situation because you pointed out the logo i have one eye (laughs) the other one is not open and i didn't do that intentionally no no right but also in that picture, the face is divided in half and the tongue is split as well. And you're quite literally half devil. And well, so yeah. that's a, you know, I guess what I could say is that symbols have power because we give them power. Some of them perhaps do have uh, something subconscious that's an undertone, like the all seeing eye, you know, being uh, recognized by people all over the world. But ultimately, if you don't see Mike Wazowski as a one-eyed representation of the Eye of Ra, he's just a cute, fun-loving character. And so, you know, it's not up to me to tell everyone, like, you know, you're not evil if you don't see it as the Eye of Ra. You you are just accepting it as a character. And that mm-hmm. has to do with that ignorance being bliss. And um, it doesn't change the fact that perhaps the person who drew it definitely had in mind this thing. Uh, if that's not what you get from it, then that's not what you get from it. I mean... We see stuff all the time that, you know, goes over our heads and maybe mm-hmm. it should until you open your eyes to it. And I guess you see what's part of your world or what's like relevant in your world. So if that, if having a line across your face has meaning to you, then it's going to continue to have meaning to you and that'll have a lot of abundance in meaning, but it doesn't mean it'll mean anything to the next person. Like, and you may be able to tell the next person it means this and it means this. They may go, oh, okay, cool. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't mean... You know, I could tell you Mike Wazowski is the one-eyed thing, and someone could just go, "Nah, I mean, it's just a, <laughs> it's just a cartoon." And they're we're both right. Oh yeah, see, that's a crazy thing. It's all crazy. <laughs> it's so much fun, though. It's it is. It's a lot of fun. There's we live in an, a time ripe with this. If uh, mm-hmm. if we've been waiting to see what kind of fruit this tree grows, it's blossoming all over the place <laughs> now, so we can see. And it's not hard to. Um, what's becoming harder is to stay asleep. It's becoming harder to ignore certain symbolisms and say, no, you're crazy because uh, I'm sorry, but it's just prevalent. It's just there. I mean, it truly is, you know? I like that. There's no meaning that I know of for the horizontal line tattoo idea. Yeah. But I have had that one idea for like five years. That's a long time. It's weird. I don't know why. Maybe it means something to you. Maybe you're still figuring it out. I think I need to figure it out. Which sounds fun, too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man. All right, dude. Thank you so much for coming and talking about this. I appreciate it. It's fun to have someone to talk to. Oh, dude, we'll, we'll definitely do this again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You know where you can find me and us, I guess. Josh Jarman, you're still doing Wings Weekly? I uh, do Wings Weekly, but I'm just kind of loose about it now. I do it when I feel the need to put one out. So you can find that on Spotify or anywhere else your favorite podcasts are. It's called Wings Weekly. Uh, any other like YouTube things? Um, yeah, have you done anything different for the quarantine? What do you mean? I did. I've seen like thousands of people like just in general doing like like music wise, oh. setting up like online like I did a couple of gigs those. Or I'm not real big into the whole live stream thing. It's just it, okay. it just feels like me looking at myself in a mirror. Like it's not my my jig right now. But there's no um, like uh, energy flow going there. Yes, it's just, it's uh, just you. It's so cool. I, I can feel I, you there. I, 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 I like that I can like decorate my space how I want and make it look a certain way. Like I have a lot more control over aesthetic, uh, but I've been going into new territory, making electronic music and, mm. and like metal music and stuff. And uh, I've been releasing it under a moniker called Ear Raptor. That's so if you right. wanted to look up Ear Raptor, that stuff does exist. And uh, I do have music on Joshua Jarman, Google, YouTube, Spotify, everywhere else. All the things. Yeah. Cool. Ear Raptor. Ear Raptor. He sent me something like that. It's just weird and I fun. Need to go back. I'm not very excellent at electronic music, but I'm having fun with it. So. Dude, that's, that's the best part. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks for having me on, dude. Thank you for sitting. <laughs>